Hi, and welcome to the Movement Diaries, a no-holds-barred podcast where we'll unpack all things exercise and movement within the world of the no-pain, no-gain fitness culture. Hosted by me, movement coach Jordana Edelstein, we'll dive into why exercise has notoriously become all about self-punishment, fixing what's wrong with how your body looks, and burning off last night's pizza rather than simply feeling good and strong in your own skin. Let's have some honest, candid conversations about how to shift the all-or-nothing mindset around fitness and reclaim movement and exercise as a way to feel capable, confident, and empowered in your own body and mind. Ready to break the rules of exercise with me? Let's get started. Hey everyone, it's episode 58 of the Movement Diaries, and this is one of those episodes where I've been thinking about this for the last, I don't know, maybe 48 hours. And I was going to sit down and kind of write about it today. And I'm like, no, I'm going to go record a podcast about it right now. Like, well, it's a really top of mind. Um, Sometimes I just kind of get like hit with ideas or things I'm thinking about. And to be honest, like sometimes talking through it here is really um, productive and beneficial for me. And then I feel like it's like everyone who's listening kind of gets the benefit too. (laughs) So it's kind of like as much as it is as much for me as it is for everyone who's listening. So here's what I want to talk about. I'm going to kind of connect a couple things that have been going on. So this episode is going to air uh, Monday, December 27th. So it's it's pretty timely given what I'm talking about. So over the weekend, I was messaging with my business coach, um, the Movement Maestro. You guys have probably heard me talk about her a lot before. And we were talking about something related to how I talk about myself and how I share about myself on social media. And I said to her, maybe I just think I can't do it because I've never done it. And this is the, this is in the context of like something about social media and whatever. It doesn't even matter what it is, but we were having this whole discussion around something that I've been kind of struggling with and feeling like, well, I'm not quite there yet. And I don't know. And I've never been able to do that before. And suddenly, and she, and she was kind of like pushing me and challenging me to, maybe go to a place that felt a little uncomfortable or unfamiliar. And as I was sitting there and trying to like work through it, I I wrote this to her. I said, maybe I just think I can't do it because I've never done it. And she kind of messaged that back to me like, yeah, like bullseye. That's, that's the thing. And I've been thinking a lot about that over the last couple of days since then as it relates to this cake that I baked. So if you've been following along with me at all on social media, we were supposed to have our family Hanukkah party on Saturday the 18th, the night before I decided to cancel it because um, COVID is getting insane here again. We live like right outside of New York City and it's cases are just exploding everywhere. And I made the call that it didn't seem like maybe the smartest thing to do to have like 20 people inside of my house. So that being said, I had already made the decision to make this cake. My cousin and his girlfriend made this cake on Thanksgiving. It was an almond cardamom tea cake. It was one of the best cakes I have ever had. You have to like almond. It's kind of like a coffee cake type cake, but it has a lot of almond paste and it has the cardamom, which is not something I was really familiar with, but has this wonderful like aromatic. I don't even know how to explain it. Anyway, one of the best cakes I've ever had. So they were going to bring it for Hanukkah. We have a belated Hanukkah party this year because Hanukkah was so early. Okay. Then they told me during the week, like Wednesday or Thursday, like we can't come on Saturday. They have stuff going on. I'm like, oh crap. Then we're not, not going to have the cake. So I asked my cousin to send me the recipe and I look at it 
And I'm like, ugh, like this is like a lot of steps. This is a lot of work. And I have to like have all these, all this equipment. And I'm like, I'm not doing this. And then I was like thinking about it for the next hour or two. And I'm like, I really want this effing cake. Like I've been thinking about it for weeks. It was one of the best things I've ever had. Screw it. I'm going to put in the work and I'm going to make it. So I buy all the stuff. Then I cancel the party and I've got all, I have to buy like cake flour and almond paste. And like, I had to buy all these things for it or sitting in the house. And I'm like, I'm still going to make the cake. I really want this cake. So here's where these two stories like start to actually kind of come together. I am someone who, based on my behaviors, believed that I could not have cake in the house without eating it all within a day or two. That was a belief that I had about myself. So anytime if we would have a holiday or we'd have friends over or whatever it is where we would end up with like leftover dessert, really any kind of dessert, but cake especially, because I had this belief about myself, well, I can't have cake in the house. I'm just going to eat it. I would obviously eat it. Like that's just what would happen because I just believe that that's who I was. And this was all very much wrapped up in a lot of my food issues because when I'm saying that I would eat it, I'm not telling you that I would like cut a slice and sit at the table and have it for dessert over the course of like five days. I'm telling you that I would stand at the kitchen counter with a fork eating it out of the box or walk through the kitchen. You know, if it's something that was like on a plate in the kitchen, I don't know about you, but when we have leftover cake, we keep a knife on the plate and it's like covered in saran wrap or whatever, or in a box. And this is kind of like how I grew up. You'd like, you'd walk by, like cut off a little sliver and walk through, go do what you're doing. But the next time you walk through the kitchen, cut off a little sliver. And it's like, oh, it's like a little sliver. It doesn't matter. And you can like deny to yourself how much you're eating and the way that you're eating it with, with no attention, no awareness, no intention, right? Attention, intention, another podcast episode. Um, you're just sort of like, you're, you're telling yourself this story about, oh, if I just eat this little bite, like it doesn't matter when you're not even giving yourself the chance to like really appreciate what it is. So when I decided to make this cake, I knew I was going to have like a whole cake. They're not having 15 people over. Danny doesn't even like this kind of cake. Neither does Ben. So I didn't even, no one was going to be around to eat this cake. And yet I still decided to make it because I know I told myself that story for years, but then when I did the work around my shit with food, I realized that I'm not that person. I can show up and do the work to make a decision that I'm not someone who just does something because of the circumstances, right? That's taking a very passive approach. This cake is in my house. I'm going to eat it. This food is in front of me at the restaurant. I'm going to eat it. My friend ordered nachos. I'm just going to eat them all. All of my friends are having drinks at dinner. I'm going to have one too. That is letting the circumstances dictate your choices. That's giving the circumstances more power over your own autonomy, over your own ability to decide what you want to do for yourself. And it wasn't until I started really learning to like pay attention to like, what do I want to eat? Am I actually hungry? Like, am I going to, if I eat this cake, like, am I hungry? Do I want to eat this? Or am I eating it because it's there? Like so much of this is around that we eat food just because it's sitting there. And when you have something you really love, like I, this cake is amazing. Like it's really one of my favorite things I've ever had, to be honest. 
when you have something that good, and even if it's not that good, even if it's like marginally good, don't you want to enjoy it? Don't you want to feel good when you're eating it? Because what happens is when we eat food that we really love, and then we start to get to the point of eating too much of it to the point where like, we no longer, I no longer feel good when I'm eating this. I now feel sick. I now feel too full. It doesn't even like taste that great anymore. It takes away the joy. It takes away like the love and the pleasure and the enjoyment that you were originally getting out of it. And now this thing that you loved now makes you feel shitty. And it's like, it happen, It can happen really quickly when you're standing at the kitchen counter or walking by taking like a sliver after sliver and doing these things without any awareness or paying attention. Um, so it's like, I, I don't know that I'd ever articulated it. Like I had this conversation with Shante, maybe I can't do it because I've never tried it before. I don't know that I ever thought about that in the context of like my challenges around like desserts and cake and things like that. But I'm sharing this because I think it's so relevant if you are struggling with this. So if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, that's me. That's how I feel around dessert. I know, I know I can't have it around. And you've, you believe this about yourself that you are just one of those people that can't have that stuff around. I challenge you to think about, is that because you've never tried to do it differently? You've never tried to put in the work. And this is not, I'm not saying this with any judgment. This is simply like, either you have tried this or you haven't tried this. It's very like objective and factual. It's not like an opinion. Um. And this isn't me saying that like you don't know yourself or you don't understand who you are. This is this is not that because certainly there are foods for me that are more work to have around. It is absolutely more work for me to have this cake around than it is to have like my ginger chews in the cabinet or like some of Ben's candy around, which I now, to be perfectly honest, forget that it's there. I'm not forgetting this cake is there. It's on the counter. I'm seeing it every time I'm in the kitchen. But... I know that I only want to have a piece of that cake when I am hungry for it and I really want it and I can cut a piece and I can sit down at the table and put it on a plate and eat it. Not standing at the kitchen counter, not sneaking in bites before Danny comes in and all these things I used to do. And this happened because I gave myself the opportunity to work through this and I realized that like I... I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I want to use the word deserve, but like, I knew that I could treat myself, let's say it that way. Let's make it more active. I could treat myself better than that, than just making an assumption and writing myself off. And I think that's what it's about. I had written myself off and just said, this is how I am. This is what it is. I can never change. And in doing so, like perpetuating this really, really, destructive relationship around food and my my own autonomy and ability to choose and all of this. Um, so I feel like I'm like maybe starting to get a little bit rambly here. But my point is, is again, to get you thinking, what beliefs do you have about yourself when it comes to food that you have just, you just made this assumption, you have taken on this identity. I am someone who can do this. I am someone who can't do this. I am someone who can never have just one bite of cake. I am someone who can never have just one drink. I am someone who can never have one slice of pizza. I'm someone who eats half a pizza every time. Whatever these things are, is that because 
you have never done it the other way. Um, and doing it the other way doesn't just like happen overnight, right? You don't just like go from someone who's like, yeah, I always eat half a pizza to being like, oh, now I just eat one piece of pizza. It doesn't happen like that. It happens with work. But you have to know that you have this belief and say, hold on a second. Is this really like, I'm really just writing myself off like this. And I'm just resigning myself to this for the rest of my life. Maybe there's something I can do about it. And there is, right? And that is all like the work that I talk about doing with people, like really learning and paying attention to how certain foods make you feel. Um, like, how do you feel when you eat half a pizza when you're done? Like, do you feel full? Do you feel stuffed? Do you feel sick? Do you get hungry two hours later? Um, you know, and, and, and giving yourself the opportunity and the, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Um, treat yourself with the respect to give yourself that chance, right? Would you look at your, your, your partner or your kid or your best friend and just write them off and say, oh, like, she's never going to be able to do this. She's always done this. Forget it. That's it for her. No, you'd probably look at them and say, hey, I think that there's possibility for you. Like, it's going to be work, but I think that there is something like, maybe you just think this because you've never tried it another way. And so we need to say that and, and have that type of regard to, towards ourselves. Um, you know, and I say this having come out on the other side of someone, I just, I'm recording this. It's, I just had lunch and I just had a piece of that cake at the table. I cut a piece, I put it on a napkin and I sat down at the table and I ate it and I took a bite and then I put the rest of the cake down and I chewed it and I swallowed it. And I waited until my mouth was empty and I'd had a chance to really like enjoy that bite before I picked it up again. And then I looked at the cake and I kind of smelled it. And then I took a bite and I went through this process of really enjoying it and really savoring it and taking this thing that I love and prolonging that experience with it. And that is a hundred percent something that I never, ever did before. never knew how to do was like, I can't, I'm not, I can't do that. I can't have just one cookie. That's insane. Like you can. And I know this because I see my clients do it. And I speak from my own personal experience. It can be done. You can do it. You just have to show up and say, you know what? I'm going to give myself a chance to do this. I'm not going to write myself off anymore. So I hope this gives you some stuff to think about as always. Um, thank you for listening. I so appreciate it. If you subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, that really helps more people find it. Um, leave a star rating or a review if you have time, even just one sentence or just clicking the stars. Um, the five-star rating is so greatly appreciated. So that's all. See you next Monday. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Movement Diaries. If you love this episode or are enjoying this podcast, I'd be so grateful if you left a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want more information or want to learn more about me or anything I offer, you can check me out on Instagram. My handle is just my first name and my last name, Jordana Adelstein. Website is the same thing. I have lots of free classes and tutorials and I'm always sharing. I'm on Instagram pretty much every day sharing what's going on in my life and how to make movement and exercise a more joyful part of your routine. Again, thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.